Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into the P40 Ministries podcast. This is your host, Jen. So before I get started, I want to talk to you guys about something. Firstly, I have not at all even begun to record the intro for the podcast yet. I've actually been very busy with a different project, and that is something that's coming up very, very soon and something I'm very excited about as well. I am actually writing a book, and it's actually a devotional and adult coloring book. But there is also a children's version that goes along with it. So the parents and the kids can do it together. And it's almost like a Bible study where the parent teaches the kid. But the cool thing about it is you don't need to have kids in order to do it. It's also just for adults or just for children as well. So I am working on that. And it's actually an Easter one. So stay tuned for that. I will let you know when I release it. But I am getting into the final stages of that finally. So I'm very excited about that. So sorry I haven't recorded the intro yet like I promised, but I will get to that eventually. But my book is the first priority since that one has a deadline before Easter. But friends, turn with me in your Bibles and let's talk about Genesis chapter 32 verses 22 through 32. This is going to finish out the chapter of Genesis chapter 32. And we're going to finish discussing a little bit about Jacob's fear with encountering his brother Esau here. So I will read out the W.E.B. version as I usually do, but if you prefer a different version, go ahead and read out of that. But let's go ahead and start here in verse 22 and read to the end of the chapter. He, or Jacob, rose up that night and took his two wives, his two servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them over the stream and sent over that which he had. Jacob was left alone and wrestled with a man there until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he didn't prevail against him, the man touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was strained as he wrestled. The man said, Let me go, for the day breaks. Jacob said, I won't let you go unless you bless me. He said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, Your name will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have fought with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. He said, Why is it that you ask my name? So he blessed him there. Jacob called the name of that place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. The sun rose on him as he passed over Peniel, and he limped because of his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel don't eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the hollow of the thigh to this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. The first thing you might notice is just how odd this story is. All of a sudden, Jacob's wrestling with this man out of nowhere. You know, it doesn't give a lot of details here, but there's enough that we can kind of piece together what's happening. So Jacob is freaking out because his brother, he thinks, is coming to kill him because his brother is coming with 400 men and is meeting Jacob there. So he is stressed out. He is paranoid. He truly believes he is about to die. And luckily, many of us have not had that feeling. I'm sure there are some that have, but many of us live 
comfortably and have not had the feeling of just impending doom and fear about something that might happen to you or your family. So we have to really think about how Jacob was feeling in this instance. He was panicked. He was freaking out. And so it says he rose up that night in verse 22. It says he rose up that night. He took his two wives and then his two servant wives and all of his sons and his daughter. And he crossed over. So he made them leave. He sent them over the stream them and everything that he had went with them. And this was a way to protect them. So he was left alone in the camp. He didn't go with them. And all of a sudden it says in verse 24, Jacob was left alone and wrestled with a man there until the breaking of the day. So where did this man come from? And why did they just start wrestling out of nowhere? Like men don't just see each other and start wrestling. (laughs) At least most of the time. So Jacob just starts wrestling with this man. I truly believe, firstly, that this was God, because this is very clear that this was, in fact, God, because Jacob names that place after they're done wrestling, Peniel, which actually means the face of God. And he says, I have seen the face of God and my life is preserved. So I've lived even though I saw the face of God. So this was God that came down to Jacob's level and talked with Jacob and wrestled with Jacob and Jacob would just, he was not giving in. He was wrestling with God. Think about that. Jacob was so stubborn. He had so much stubbornness in his heart that he was wrestling with God and he was doing this all night. So he was stubbornly refusing to let God go. He was wrestling with him. And you see that Jacob says to God, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. So we don't know who started this wrestling match, either potentially God or potentially Jacob. One way or the other, somehow they started wrestling and Jacob refused to let him go. And it says in verse 25, this is very interesting. It says that when God saw that he would not prevail against Jacob. So in other words, he was not going to win. God touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh. So his hip bone, he touched the hip bone and he put it out of place. He, he put Jacob's hip bone out of joint and Jacob still wouldn't let go. And some people think that this is because Jacob had this extraordinary superhuman strength, but that's just preposterous. God is God and he is stronger than anybody and could have easily just smacked Jacob across the face and had been done with him, but he didn't do that. I truly believe what this means is that Jacob was so stubborn that he was not going to allow God to take control. You know, he wanted that control. All of a sudden, God just touches Jacob's hip, his thigh, and he dislocates the hip. Imagine how painful that was, but it was with one touch. So this shows here that, no, it wasn't Jacob that had this supernatural ability and crazy super strength like Superman. No, he, he didn't have that. But God himself touched Jacob and dislocated his entire hip, which would have immobilized him. Honestly, this would have immobilized him. But then after this, Jacob is still hanging on. He is hanging on God, hanging. And so the man said, as he's probably walking away and Jacob's just hanging on him, the man says, let me go for the day breaks. So they were doing this all night. 
But Jacob says, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. So think about this picture. A lot of times we like to have the control over our lives. This is just a picture of surrender. A lot of times we are stubborn and we want the control over our own lives. But God has to first break us in order to make us let go. So Jacob is hanging on God with every ounce of strength that he has left in him. And he's a broken man. He is realizing now that he has no strength. I I just thought of this. Imagine thinking you're going to battle with your brother, Esau, and all of a sudden your hip is (laughs) dislocated. God did that for a reason. It was to show Jacob that he needed to rely on God and not rely on these stupid gifts that he was sending to Esau and all these other things. He needed to rely on the power of God to get him through. So God dislocates Jacob's hip, the fighter, the man who's the fighter, the stubborn man, and he renames him Israel. He says, your name is no longer going to be Jacob. It's going to be Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have prevailed. And Israel actually means he who fights with God. So what a funny name that God chose to rename Jacob as. And we do know that Jacob is the father. Well, Abraham is technically the father, but Jacob is one of the patriarchs of the Israeli nation, the ones that fight with God. And we can see their uh, checkered history throughout, um, throughout the Bible with how they do fight with God multiple times and just their stubbornness. And it's just so funny that Jacob is kind of the embodiment of the ancient Israeli nation. But God at this point does end up blessing Jacob. So in order to make Jacob let go of him, he blesses Jacob right then and there. And Jacob ends up calling that place that he fought with God in, he calls it Peniel which means the face of God. And he says when he names it, I have seen the face of God and my life is preserved. What does that sound like? If you remember, that sounds like something Hagar said many chapters ago in Genesis. She named God El Roi, which means the God who sees me. And she says something just like this that Jacob says, Have I actually seen the God who sees me and lived? Then Jacob says almost the exact same thing. And I do believe there's other people in the Bible that we'll talk about later that say the exact same thing. So clearly, this is a a phrase to be remembered when it's repeated so many times by so many different people that see God throughout the Old Testament. Because God is all powerful. He is mighty but he's loving. You know, God could easily take anybody's life, but he preserves the lives of those that he appears to. He preserves them. So it says in verse 31 that the sun is rising over Peniel, where he had just uh, wrestled with God, and Jacob is now limping because of his thigh. 
And in verse 32, it's kind of funny. The author sort of gives this like side note. He's, the author says, Therefore the children of Israel don't eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the hollow of the thigh to this day, because God touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. So it's kind of a weird tradition that the ancient Israelis picked up. They don't eat the, the hip area of the animal because of God touching that area on Jacob and dislocating Jacob's hip. And I don't know if that actually is still the case. It might be. I didn't look that up. But that is something that at least the ancient Israelis did do was they did not eat the hip area of the animal, which is kind of a funny, strange superstition that they picked up. But the fact that Jacob is limping with his hip dislocated is proving to everybody who is around him that he did, in fact, wrestle with God. And like I said at the beginning, we don't know why. We don't know how the wrestling match started. We don't know who instigated it, but we know that it happened because Jacob was limping. And he's limping into battle with his brother. Just think about how stressful that must feel for him to have to go into battle the very next day with his brother, but be practically broken with his hip out of joint and... Jacob had no choice but to rely on God at that time. He had no choice except to just believe that God was going to take care of him, just as God had promised he would take care of Jacob. So, faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode today. This is the end of Genesis chapter 32. So join me on Monday, and we will start Genesis chapter 33 and really find out what happens with Jacob and Esau and definitely stay tuned for that 6 a.m. So friends, my uh, Valentine's Day collection is going away on Sunday. So so it is your last chance to get some of those limited edition Valentine's Day items in the shop. And um, I, I don't think I've actually really talked about what my shop is. It is a uniquely hand-designed shop filled with uh, t-shirts and hoodies and sweaters and mugs and all sorts of different kinds of gifts that you can get yourself or get other people and they're all christian based they're all christian themed and they were designed completely by myself and my sister actually and she's a great artist she does a lot of the calligraphy for me which i am absolutely terrible at (laughs) but yeah you can get some of those um Unique Christian items only at P40 Ministries shop. So I will drop a link to it in the bio of this podcast episode. But faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in once again. Happy listening and God bless. Bless.